0: Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old albums for some reason. This is Nick. This is Chris.
1: And I'm Caleb, and this week it is my pick. Caleb uh-huh. uh, Pick. picking the soundtrack to Snatch. Yeah! Hey! hey. Yeah. <laughs> Guy Ritchie film from there 2000. It is. Uh, 2000. So this was a soundtrack that I had in college. It came out in college, I guess. I, I think I... I remember having it on a Burn CD or something, and I don't think I bought it. But it's a really good soundtrack. I listen to the soundtrack a lot, so now we're all going to listen to it okay, along with me. Okay. And we'll see if I can uh, get you guys on board. All right. Let's dive jump in.
0: Right into track one. Here's Clint with Diamonds. <laughs>
1: The heist is on. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) This is very cinematic. This is like classic big beat, kind of a little bit of retrograde 90s electronica. I feel like there's something very British about the weird kind of guitar loops in here.
3: Yeah, I feel like a lot of the soundtrack is very um, what I would hear in early 2000s clubs in London. The track was
1: uh, called Diamond.
3: They were after Diamonds. Are I, after think this Diamonds. Was, I think this was
1: made for the movie. Yeah. I re-watched the film before we did this podcast, and I found the direction to be very, pretty distracting.
3: Oh, yeah? <laughs> in what capacity? It's a little fast-paced for you? Yeah, a little too hot for you? Uh, <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> it's Guy Ritchie, Okay. Yeah, zoom, it, zam, uh, zoom. I,
1: I think the dumbness of it it was dumb mm-hmm. I, I mean so it's written and directed by Guy Ritchie the writing I didn't mind that much really I mean people say when you know in movies like to show don't tell yeah. in this movie it's all told, all told. you're like oh this god. is this person and, this is and it's like literally like it's writing like the people the characters it's, like, <laughs> it's yeah. pretty bananas oh
3: my god yeah Jason says in the whole time it's like now I really didn't want to be here it's like you look like you don't want to be here it's like I didn't <laughs> Because I was scared. <laughs> but like, I, yeah,
1: right. I'll say like the performances are pretty good. Yeah, uh, the yeah, story yeah. is fun. There, I want to say there might be three female performances that have like uh, speaking roles. Uh-huh.
3: One of them is just somebody getting robbed. <laughs> the lady at the booking. <laughs> oh yeah, place okay. So maybe four. Robbed. There's yeah. like twins. There's, there's, there's twins. Like, yeah.
1: Brad Pitt's mom and then uh, the other woman getting robbed. Yeah,
3: it's. I mean. Uh, I sort of, I mean, we, we can get into this more later, but, like, I thought this was all of Guy Ritchie trying to emulate Quentin Tarantino, but, like, putting his own spin on it. Like, all these mm-hmm, characters yeah. have these monologues, which some you can hear on the soundtrack, which we will be skipping. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Lots of dialogue. We're, we're not, not right putting right on dialogue. But, like, I mean, there even is an homage, like, as the uh, Hasidic guys are walking into the the place in Antwerp. They're talking about the Virgin Mary instead of madonna which is what they were talking about in the um, reservoir dog like stuff like that like i just he wasn't smart enough to write the good dialogue that <laughs> quentin tantino did but everyone's got these like you know you shouldn't be drinking milk because uh human beings aren't uh, able to process it so but <laughs> the
1: I'm glad you're not doing the actual accents because they were doing like thick Israeli accents, and you're doing (laughs) (laughs) the British accent. Well,
3: no, that was a different scene when uh, Jason Statham's drinking. uh, The film
0: was a uh, box office success, pulling in uh, around 83 million Mm -hmm. with a budget of 10 million.
1: It's a fun movie. I remember at the time being really excited by it. I I I had seen Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels before, which is kind of more stylized but a little more charming. I like both movies. Okay, I mean, I think this one does not hold up. (laughs)
3: Yeah, there's some really cool parts of this movie. Yeah, um, and th- this song was playing over the um, like introductions of 12 different characters. Which is, with,
1: they have the character names. They're introducing characters before they show up in the movie. Yeah,
3: which uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's with like a with nicknames. It's like yeah. a sitcom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really. I, I mean, this whole movie is kind of like a Seinfeld episode. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's all connected. <laughs> like, really? how is it all gonna come together? It's like, oh, you know.
1: Pretty good. Let's get in let's get into the soundtrack. Speaking of Seinfeld, down. here's uh track
0: three. We're skipping over track two. This is Overseer with super moves. Right before that beat dropped, I was waiting for Motley Crue to come in and start singing "Girls, Girls, Girls."
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, like, this is like a little bit of uh, anticipating the the bass drop culture. Oh, yeah. that we're in yeah. now, but also it goes into like a Prodigy ripoff.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's it's like like what Jungle Beat, I mm-hmm. guess, which was like huge in yeah. London. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, right, Chris. So yeah. this is this. I think this
1: is for the movie. This is like a. Overseer. He he did music for any given Sunday. Snatch. Yeah. Uh, girl next door. Yeah. Mm-mm.
3: Uh, oh, a little oh, bit yeah. of a throwback yeah, there. Check back. out the
0: girl next door episode. Yeah. Rob. Oh, let's go back into our Rob.
3: Carbs. Overseer. <laughs> um, He's he actually born Rob, Rob
1: house I should say. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff <laughs> Overseer.
3: No, he goes by Rob Overseer. Uh, Blade 3 Trinity. The uh, name for Speed hey. Underground. Grand Tour. Yeah, it's all like driving the, video games that amazing.
1: he did stuff for. Uh, so the DJ's name is Overseer. Real name, Rob, Rob Overseer. Overseer. <laughs> yeah.
3: What is happening? Oh man, my buddy Tyler had a pretty funny joke about like Rob Zombie. It's like Rob. And It's like he have a brother named like Dave Zombie, who's like a dentist in Dayton, Ohio. Shout out to Tyler. Sounds like a funny guy. Wait, (laughs) "Wait,
1: you went to high school with Rob Zombie? It's like Rob Zombie. You know, I did go to high school with a Robert Zombie.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Shortened it to (laughs) Rob.
1: All right, what, do you, what did you guys think about that? I mean, it's it's for the movie, isn't it? I,
3: I was pretty into, I mean, somebody who makes a cameo in this movie, Goldie, uh, yeah. who is bad boy Lincoln. What? And he's got, you know, all those crazy gold teeth and stuff. I, I was way into that, like in eighth grade, ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, telling my friends, like, oh, you want, like, something to bump in your car? I would say, like, Jungle Beats, they bump harder than rap. <laughs> so... I mean I don't know what you're going for like but if you want say... something that bumps the, with the most bass you go jungle beats <laughs>
0: I would say if I was in sixth or seventh grade, I would have jammed that track because <laughs> music in that time period in my life was all about getting amped up. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what I was getting amped up for necessarily, oh, but you know, just like get, oh, getting amped
3: up yeah, in my it's, room, yeah, just jumping just, on the bed. Yeah,
0: it's amazing.
1: <laughs> it's funny. Oh, okay, see, I was in college when I had this album and I was fast forwarding through these first tracks. So I guess I was over my like prodigy phase. Mm-hmm. But back in the okay. day, I was really right. into prodigy. It was kind of
0: like when I was listening to like Rage Against the Machine. You know, I was yeah. like, "Fuck
3: censorship!"
0: <laughs> <laughs> As like a sixth grader, <laughs> strong opinions.
3: And this is uh, this is during the uh, the scene we were just kind of talking. about. Oh, this is this the is the has- actual heist. Yeah, the actual heist and the Benicio Benicio Toro. Yeah, yeah. turns out it's Frankie Four Fingers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Splash title <Yeah. laughs> dude the cast of this movie is pretty bananas. Yeah Jason Statham, this was the first time I had ever seen him. I don't know if there was anything
3: it, definitely the first time for I think or this or locks Dock and smoking barrel Lock, two smoking barrels. I can't remember which one I saw first.
1: I guess yeah, he was in that right mm-hmm. and it's it's funny that this is a movie where there's a lot of there's boxing. There's uh, a lot of people firing guns, the robbery, and yeah. Jason Statham does none of he's that. He's doing
3: none of it. He do- he grabs a bat for like five minutes, and then
1: he's playing like a, he's playing one of us. He's like playing yeah. Caleb in this movie. i <laughs> being like, okay, please don't kill me. Yeah,
3: my name's Turkish. I'm just wrapped up in all this business. I'm, I talk like a tough guy, but I don't do anything. I'm just a peripheral character in my own life. <laughs>
1: That much longer
0: on those sausages.
1: So we have uh, we have Brad Pitt as a Bradley Pitt. Bradley, Bradley making
0: Pitt? maybe a first appearance. Ooh,
1: mm, maybe could yeah. be. Bravo. No way to know. <laughs> uh, Listeners, he's right really, in. He's really great as an as an Irish gypsy. Yeah, yeah, plucky. He's uh, got that fedora. We have Dennis Farina, RIP. Mm-hmm. That guy's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Oh yeah,
3: he was great. Um, yeah, there was a bunch of stories about like Brad Pitt calling up Guy Ritchie like, hey, I really wanna be in one of your movies and like, he's like he was like, Great. And then uh, I don't think he I think he like wrote the part for him. But also <laughs> uh, like Brad Pitt couldn't do a British accent. And they're like, oh well, god damn it. <laughs> like we've got to do something. What's he gonna do? I yeah. can I can kind
1: of imagine it being written for Brad Pitt in it. So we have a we have a role. It's a character who can knock out anybody. Yeah. He's a he's a guy, he's funny he apparently can knock out like huge dudes, yeah and he, and you're like, oh yeah, this is like a real like <laughs>
3: <laughs> also, so there's also there's also something um Guy Ritchie got criticized uh, for Lockstock Stock, and two smoking barrels that like no one could understand a lot of the characters, <laughs> especially American audiences and so he claims that like oh I wrote then I wrote a character that not only can the audience not understand, but the characters within the film can't even understand <laughs> yeah.
0: Captions aren't going to save you. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: it's good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. What do we got next? Uh, what do we have next? The Johnston brothers with Hernando's
1: Highway. You see our silhouettes And all you hear are castanets And no oh, one cares how late it gets Not at Hernando's right away late Bowl or any place you go You'll meet
3: your uncle max and
0: everyone you know i was really hoping that was going to be the brothers johnson but it's <laughs> it's not quite there it's the johnson johnston, it's johnston uh, brothers uh,
1: Fernando's hideaway right so this is a this is a cover of a song from a musical. Uh, A musical hilariously called the Pajama Game. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Uh, very, very famous. 1954.
0: uh, Yeah, old show.
1: Um, This this version was in 1955. I I love this shit. I I like when weird, like, because you know you would never, especially back in the day before file sharing, there was no way you would ever hear this song unless it was on a weird soundtrack, Mm -hmm. and that's like one of the reasons why I really
3: like the soundtrack.
0: It reminded me of something that, like, also could have been in Lebowski. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Kind of those like off kilter tracks from yesteryear.
3: No oh, man, Cohen brothers are great at finding those. <laughs> yeah, just
0: like deep digging, just
3: eerie, weird tracks from like yeah. this <laughs> fifties and sixties. Oh, totally. Yeah, I do wonder if there were a lot of uh, booking mishaps from like. You know, the, like, the Johnston brothers. Yeah, like two <laughs> sheltered couples go to see. They're like, ah, oh, it's a double date. We're going to see the Johnston brothers. And the brothers, brothers Johnston. The brothers Johnston. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Well, this is is fine. I don't know. (laughs) Uh,
1: Maybe. I think we're at the wrong show. (laughs) Get
3: your coat. Yeah. (laughs) And vice versa, man. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. I can't remember what part of the movie was that in. This is when um, they're kind of introducing Bricktop as, like, this ruthless killer. And uh, I guess two guys get plastic bags thrown over their heads. Feed them to
0: the pigs. So unlike some of the soundtracks that we have done, this film, this soundtrack does feature songs that were in the movie. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Amazing. Uh, by my count mm-hmm. there I only noticed one song that didn't make it onto the soundtrack, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Which is uh Leaving Las Vegas.
3: Yeah, and that was just the the quick like cut There's of a, the flashback yeah. of
1: uh <laughs> Benicio del Toro's gambling addiction. Did you
3: say gambling? <laughs> I love that, man. I thought it was great. Just that is like one of the yeah. Like hot uh like flashes of him just sweating and you know money. <laughs> so the guy who played Bricktop is Alan Ford and apparently Sean Connery was approached for that role and uh, he watched I guess Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels and he read the script to this one he's like ah this is great you can't Oh, <laughs> oh, <is> like, bummer. <laughs> yeah, I, I kinda I like the
1: actor that does Brick Top. I, yeah. The best thing about him is he's they, I don't know if they're what he actually needs, but the thickest fucking glasses and it makes his eyes look so big. Yeah. Yeah
3: yeah. Uh, yeah. Signature. <laughs> I wonder
0: look. what his fee was.
3: Sean Connery? Yeah. I and mean, if uh, the budget was ten million, I mean oh, it yeah. would have been nowhere close Sean
1: Connery's is kind of famous maybe for, more than that just for the I don't entire think he, film I don't think he's yeah. ever taken like a, a <laughs> he doesn't like a do cut roles yeah, yeah he's he's never been like I just love the script it's like even in uh, Lord of the Rings they wanted him and he was like meh yeah he
3: yeah.
1: was supposed to be Gandalf right <laughs> I think he got paid is that, is that right he was mm-hmm. gonna be Gandalf no shot sure. he wow. was the first choice and he was just like I'm not fucking doing it. I this. can't imagine elves that
0: <laughs> <laughs> would yeah, elves. Some. Elves. <laughs> 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 ah, <more.
3: laughs> Not anything with elves.
1: I love Sean Connery, but he would have made that movie a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't take it seriously if that was him.
3: And also, I mean, I, I imagine this story. So there's a story of like Ian McKellen, yeah, uh, in The Hobbit, and he's like, you know, they're they're filming it, and he's like yelling at a green screen <laughs> tennis ball, and there's like four other <laughs> green screen tennis balls, and they're like, "Do it again." Okay, now do it again with more emotion. And then he had like this breakdown, and he's like, This is not why I became an actor. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, because
0: oh, you God. know, like
3: there's nothing there. Yeah, he's just yeah. screaming
0: into in the, the void. An old actor having a breakdown <laughs> on a green screen set
1: is <laughs> is my favorite thing. And uh, dude, being cast in the Hobbit movie where you show up and it's like, Okay, so we signed on for two movies. Like, okay, so we're doing a movie. It's like, Oh, now, uh, so it turns out it's going to be two movies. You're like, Wait, why This two movies? I can't get out of this? It's like, No, you're, oh, okay it's like now nah, it's going to be three movies you're like
3: what it's one book how long am I going to be here <laughs> yeah.
1: do it again but it's, with
0: more barrels turning into we're going to add away. more barrels
1: Castaway, except for it's Ian McKellen in a tennis ball <laughs> <laughs> for like months in a room well, yeah, like, we gotta make that movie <laughs> <laughs> I would watch the
0: shit
3: out of that movie but think about it, like Sean Connery doing the same thing like oh, no. <laughs> standing on a cardboard box screaming into like a tennis ball <laughs> like, oh my it'd, God. Be, it'd be a nightmare yeah, be
0: yeah that's, that's never going to happen You wouldn't deal with that <laughs> and Sean connery and toy story as one of those like green aliens from the claw machine <laughs> yeah. well that he would have done because like voiceover work you can just show up and burn it out
3: oh yeah knock it out in the afternoon paid a cool he, meal. i
0: could see him getting angry with like the producers and directors you know in a session like that like oh i think there's too much <laughs> directing going on here
3: also, this episode is going to be filled with our terrible British accent. <laughs> I, this, is Sean, this is good. Sean Connery. I couldn't even. I can't even do him. Yeah, I used to. Hey,
0: Sean Connery. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right,
0: Nikki. What, we, what do we got? Sean what do we got? Connery. Up next, we've got the Stranglers with Golden Brown. <laughs>
2: you like sun lays me down with my
1: mind she runs throughout the night no need to fight never a frown with golden brown heavy heavy harpsichords I love the stranglers stranglers are awesome they're so I mean they're one of my favorite kind of proto-punk it's funny. I will say this is their to my knowledge their only harpsichord heavy song. <laughs> that <laughs> that this is their, true. It's their biggest hit. I, I did not own the snatch
0: soundtrack, but uh when burning CDs uh, became a thing and um classmates, you know, would run little operations of charging people, you know, to burn CD. <laughs> that whole era. Uh one of my buddies um gave me a CD and this was a song that was burned on it and I think that's where I first heard it. And it just got played all the time. It's, uh, I mean, it's amazing. This is definitely on my Sony Discman with G-Shock protection.
1: <laughs> this was the first time I heard the Stranglers, yep. and then I think I probably didn't look into them until uh, they were on the soundtrack Sexy to "Sexy Beast", Beast uh, with was Peaches, which yeah. is a great song. It's and then I was not like, the Peaches you may remember. No, no. Yeah, and I was like, "What is like? Who was this band? Like, how is this the same band? And now, you know, you oh, they're so good." And they were around for a long, and they would they would just like bounce from genre to genre, like uh,
0: kind of post punky.
1: Yeah. Well, they were they were like kind of pre punk and a little like they were like a pub rock band. Then uh, when punk happened in the UK, they kind of like got a little punkier, but then they were always really rangy.
3: No, Uh, no more heroes was a pretty good song by then. That's. Yeah, 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 doing awesome. some digging on their music was cool. Some <laughs> so good, good tracks,
0: yeah. So good. Um,
3: and they look so fucking
0: pissed off in all their uh, photos, too. They are angry.
1: Nice and sleazy. <laughs> nice and sleazy. I don't know if you guys listen to that. <laughs> I could go all day about the um, Stranglers, but I, yeah, I love this song. Golden Brown. Golden Brown. Oh, this is... It's very catchy. <laughs> kind of, it's
0: got mixed meter, too. It's in 3-4, and then it's got a bar of 4-4 four, four at the end. It's a hilarious... You still uh, kind of groove
1: to it. You know, like the Lucy and the Sky with Diamonds, like, kind of half ass, like, no, it's about a girl. It's a girl about Lucy. It's not about drugs. It's not about LSD. There's like an even more half hearted explanation of this song. It's like, oh, it's about a girl, maybe it's about heroin too, but it's maybe about a girl too. It's like, no, this
3: is the most heroin song of any <laughs> song I've ever heard in my life. You're just slightly toasted right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Anytime someone writes a song about heroin,
1: they're like,
3: no, 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 it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure.
1: No, 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 no. Couldn't like, be. Like the Velvet Underground is like, I mean, we called the song heroin, but it's yeah. about a lot of things. Yeah.
0: Any Lou reads. Um. <laughs>
3: um, this is playing at an amazing part of the movie where uh, you know Mickey, who is Brad Pitt, he just knocks out gorgeous George, and yeah. uh, they think gorgeous he might be
0: George. Yeah,
3: they think he might be dead, and then they're uh, crowding around him, and then like talking about whether or not they should murder uh, the other guy. <laughs> oh yeah, who's who's the other? Who's Jason Statham's friend again? It's um. Uh, it's Tommy. He's so named he, after,
1: he, he says he's Tommy, named after Tommy Gunn, but he's actually named after the ballet, ballet. Yeah. dancer. It's the actor in Boardwalk Empire. He played Al Capone. Yeah. So he's like super tough in that, and then I feel like he was maybe in Band of Brothers too. He was. He a lot was. of these. A lot of these guys actually. There's like a lot of British actors from this movie that ended up in Band of Brothers.
3: Well, because it was it filmed in England. Yeah. Right around the corner, but um, <laughs> he's just like Tommy's just like tearing up while they're like yelling over. Not they should kill him. <laughs> but there's <laughs> This was
1: one of the scenes when I was rewatching it where I was realizing how crazy how much fucking voiceover there is. Yeah. So it's Turkish explaining what's happening and wow, he's not even happening.
3: there. Yeah. It You're like, what? <laughs> And it's, you know, uh, there's a a stigma Show, don't uh, tell! Yeah, Yeah, there's a stigma in, like, screenwriting about, like, don't do voiceover. Like, it's just, it's gonna make you lazy, and it's half of the time you don't freaking need it, so...
1: Maybe it's like a throwback to like noir films or something because it's like a little bit of, but it's, yeah, it's like, what, what's but, going on? But here?
3: like most noir films are pretty bad. <laughs> it's the whole thing. Like, <laughs> but like a dame walked in. It's like, they, they weren't able to film the scene that like set up that. So they just added in like voiceover. Yeah. Oh, uh, but <laughs> Oh, my. All right, Mickey, what do we got?
0: Up next, we've got 10cc with Dreadlock Holiday.
3: I said you got to be joking man it was a present from my
2: mother she said I like it I want it I'll take it off your hands and you'll be sorry you cross me you better understand that you're alone <laughs> long way. With-
0: It sounds like you might like reggae. <laughs> I
1: fucking <laughs> a I, I fucking love this song, man. I uh, when I was prepping this episode, it was so hard for me to like like bring the clip down. I just wanted to play the whole thing. Uh, I don't
0: know too much about Ten CC, but uh, what I do know is that two former members, Kevin Godley and
1: Godley and Cream, Lol Cream,
0: Lol yeah. Cream, Lal Cream uh, <laughs> have directed like some of my favorite music videos. So after they departed, they you know started making music videos for Police, Yes, Duran Duran, list goes on. Frankie but, Goes to
3: Hollywood and Wing Chun? Well, this, yes, this was a was thing about uh, so
1: ten, 10CC. But yeah, those are
0: fantastic, their, like quintessential 80s videos.
1: Their biggest hit was uh, I'm Not in Love which uh, people think about as being a very 1980s song, but I think mm-hmm. it came out in like 77, maybe 78. 10 was four, I think principally four guys. I don't know if there was more musicians, but it was, it was two sets of two guys that were writing partners. And it was, it was a kind of a funny, because people talk about different bands in different ways, but this was a very clear cut. There was like the two that were really interested in pop music and the two that were like art music, like uh, more experimental. And Godly and Cream were the more experimental, like, artsy guys. Hey, Godly
3: and Cream were?
1: Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs>
3: <laughs> and they, they, uh, Stewart so. Stuart and Goldman?
1: Uh, I, so when they recorded Not in Love, and it was a huge hit, but I think by the time it came out, they had already split off. And so this, I think, was their first, I don't know if they had an album in between, but this is them without Godly and Cream. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is like the poppy album, but I still love it. There was like a short window where a lot of rock bands were making their like reggae song, yeah, like, and uh, and a they a felt field. like the they were, oh, yeah. they felt licensed to be able to sing in like a patois. <laughs> oh, and yeah. in this one, they definitely lean into that uh, little like, a little bit. A little
0: song by a Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that? Is, uh, I mean, I'm going to I can name that. names here,
1: but <laughs> Steve Harwell, <laughs> guilty. <laughs> uh Godly and Cream had a, had a song called uh, uh, cry that's really good. Godly and Cream had a song called Cry that they sampled their own song. They they sampled a 10cc song in their song.
0: Yeah, the the music video for that song is the first oh, yeah, one that the features faces. kind of that face shifting yeah. look that was adopted in the um like the black
1: or white video.
3: Yeah. yeah. It's really good. Cool. It's cool.
1: There's I, I don't have it offhand, but when I played that song cuz I bought that record, the Godly and Cream record, and my girlfriend was like, oh, no, this, I know this song. This is like a newer song. And it was some band, I can't remember what the band was, had covered it like maybe a few years ago. And then the videos are exactly the same. And I was like, how did they make the exact same video? And it turned out that Golly and Cream had directed the video of the remake of their own song oh, wow. to mirror their own video. It was pretty cool.
3: Hubris. Hubris <laughs> is what that's called. Godly and yeah. Cream.
1: Godly and Cream. I'll look up what that band is, but let's uh maybe hear the
0: next song. Yeah, let's get into track eight. We've got John Murphy and Daniel L. Griffiths with Hava Nagila. <laughs>
1: Okay, so the band that covered "Cry" was Gangs with a extra Y. Do you know? G A Y N G S. No, I don't
3: know. I don't know. No. I head. believe you. Write in if you. I uh, believe you. Also, Stephen Graham is the guy who was Tommy. Uh, oh, okay, okay. And yeah, he's he's in Gangs in New York. He's in a lot of things, but he's always, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, what he's doing? In American accent. <laughs> it's a pop. Hey, it's a pop. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I mean it's. Uh, This movie is a comedy of errors, if it is anything. It's not really a heist movie as much as it is, like, people continuously fucking up. And then, like...
1: It's The one thing, though, so they they have a new driver who's this, like, big fat guy. Yeah, Tyrone. And he can't drive. And so it it builds up this kind of punchline of, like, they hired this incompetent guy. But then when the heist actually goes down, he's the only one that... It's like on point.
3: Yeah. It was like, there's the briefcase. There's the guy. Right? There's the guy, yeah, yeah, And they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. It's it's, pretty, that's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt bad for those three, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vinny and Saul, <laughs> man, they're... Oh, man. And they're the the only ones that got arrested at the end. Well, they didn't die, which I guess... uh, But yeah, they did
1: get arrested for murders they didn't do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Snatch maintains a pretty solid track record on Rotten Tomatoes. You've got a 73%. Yeah, and I mean, I would tomato that. meter, and you've got a ninety-three percent audience score. I mean, I, did, I didn't
3: hate it on a on a rewatch. And this Based is on three
0: hundred ninety-four thousand two hundred twenty-two user ratings,
3: <laughs> which is that's crazy. This is a twenty-year-old movie, and I'm and I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh yeah, like this this seems a little dated, but only um, in style. But there's some there's some really great spots. This movie, man, there's some really cool scenes. Um, I think groundbreaking uh at its time but yeah maybe it doesn't hold up as well but
0: okay, uh, this movie was rated r what would you say that it was rated r for
1: i would say violence there's uh some there's a little bit of nudity a little bit the playing in, cards in the the flashback in the bull tony you're two
3: out you're two out of three swearing a lot of swears i think there's 163 <laughs> Salted, salty language F-words.
0: strong violence language and nudity nice <laughs> Congrats, guys! You win the game.
1: Oh, mini game, it's
0: a mini game! Mm. You five bags of popcorn.
1: All right, Nikki. What do we got next on the soundtrack? We've got
0: Maceo and the Max with "Cross the Track." We better go back. <laughs>
2: I live across the track, baby, and I know what it's like. Get down, baby, across the
1: track.
0: I just got to mute that one part. <laughs> That'd be perfect.
1: <laughs> uh, Maceo and the and the Max. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah Maceo and the Max. They, oh,
0: yeah. Can we talk about Maceo Parker?
1: Well, yeah. It's This band records in a lot of different names, mostly under the name The JVs. Mm-hmm. This is James Brown's band, which I kind of like the idea of every band that backs a famous frontman being able to do solo records, but only if they name themselves after the person that's does not
0: performing. Oh, man, Maceo cool. Parker is amazing. He was part of the um, the Horny Horns, the horn section you hear on um, Mothership Connection, like all the Parliament stuff. Yeah. Maceo Parker, just an incredible sax player. He might have been doing the... <laughs> Yeah. It's like Mayzieo. What are you doing, man? <laughs> he was on the car, car alarm. No, ride, man, it's going to be next level. It's going to be next level. He's got his car parked out. They got it mic'd up.
3: Well, I think it's funny cuz these guys all had to to make money somehow cuz they had been deducted so many times yeah, yeah. from James Brown screaming. <laughs> oh, I think a lot of the Just songwriting brutal. credits
1: still go to uh James, James Brown, Brown who's not like he's producing. He's like a credit producer. So he if, was it would famous be like if, for doing if, that. If, if yeah, Crazy Horse yeah. had like an album but they would, didn't call themselves Crazy Horse; they were the Neil Youngs, yeah. and it was all instrumental. <laughs> yeah. And Neil Young got all the money. The James <laughs> Brown thing would be like he would come in the room, and they'd be
0: playing the groove, and he would be like, "Nah, play it like this," and then they'd play it, and then he'd be like, "Nah, play it like this," and they're like, "That's what we played before." Yeah. He, was like, he was like, my "That's my
3: song." Yeah, that's I it. It. Oh, That's such a genius move. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Fucking James Brown, like, out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he was a crazy person yeah. this song's really
3: good hey living in America baby <laughs>
0: just think of that drunk interview it's he did oh, yeah <laughs> he's about it's to go world. on tour in Rio yeah. you know, oh no he and Peel like perfectly so recreated
3: you're in a lot of trouble right now aren't you no I'm not <laughs> like <what>? oh. <laughs> alright <laughs> alright James what, are you sure and he's like yeah <laughs> Papa's got a brand new bang
0: <laughs> living in America <laughs> <laughs> everything's fine Everything's fine. <laughs> James, reports are in
1: that you've uh, hit your wife. He's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's a man's world. It yeah, like, well. doesn't make your case better. That's, just one, <laughs> that's one of your songs, but it also makes you seem more guilty.
3: I want to talk about music. <laughs> I talk about music.
1: <laughs> oh, the, the ladies love you, James. Why do you think that
0: is? Why is that, ladies? <laughs> Because I smell good.
3: He's wearing a, uh, a gold bandana on his neck. He's just profusely sweating. Yeah, I
0: know. If you haven't seen that interview.
3: Ah, oh, that's great. <laughs> what a tragic end to an amazing, amazing singer. Mm-hmm. <sighs> working man in showbiz.
0: But yeah, Maceo and the Max, one of Maceo Parker's little side projects.
1: I think technically it's a James Brown Maceo side Parker. project. I think he got it no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's really good.
3: They go by a lot of names. Yeah, They're like JB's... JB and um, Maceo, Maceo, the Maceos, the Maceos,
0: and the Max, Mac and Cheese, (laughs) Maceos, Max. All right, Nikki, what's next on the soundtrack? Up next, we've got Mirwais with Disco Science. Disco science is that really disco
1: science?
3: I like that song, man. I think that holds yeah, it's up. It's pretty good, and it's a great scene in the movie too. It's the when the two guys have like, or I guess, uh, brick tops thugs are catching Tyrone, and then it's like uh, cutting in between that and the the two dogs chasing the hare. Yeah. So it's, I, don't know, I think it's a cool scene. Yeah, I think the the that. Uh, hair, I guess
1: this is there's a sample in this song, and it's the Breeders, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> The Breeders. No, we can pull it up, though. The Breeders is that uh, it's the side project of the woman from the Pixies, if I'm remembering right. And oh. they had this song, what is it called, Cannonball? Mm-hmm. And it's the... And that's that sound that's uh, kind of looped through going Disco the whole Science. Just
3: yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that song.
0: People are going to love this part. <laughs> <laughs> There's some song we did on another episode, too, where it was just like a really obtrusive sound through the whole song and we were like it would be great if that was just not there <laughs> but it, it, oh yeah it was um I, it was an REM song I think it was an REM song yeah. it' like <laughs> wow uh, just
1: the it, whole time it was on the lifeless ordinary soundtrack. life less ordinary it. yeah uh but I check it out <laughs> I do like the sample in this one that I, I think it's a breeders so let me look it up real quick
0: I was kind of impressed when I was listening to that REM song at the beginning too I was like oh wow like you know bold choice <laughs> it's maybe gonna change parts or the way it sounds it was like, the whole time
3: like six minutes perhaps too bold perhaps too bold, no, <laughs> perhaps <laughs> too bold.
0: <laughs> another band that has never been told no <laughs> yeah so the song
3: is cannonball by the breeders yeah yeah, yeah. let's can we pull that up real quick
0: yeah
2: trap, trap, trap.
1: Yeah, that's the sample right there. It's her vocals. Oh, yeah. There it is. The music video for this song, too. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: the song's fucking good. This is Kim Deal from the Pixies.
3: Uh, Mirway's worked a lot with Madonna, who appears on the soundtrack, as well as. Spoiler alert! Married uh, Guy Ritchie for uh, a point in time. Yeah. Yeah. For a hot for a hot minute when she was doing a British accent. That, the uh, <laughs> I think the story is truth.
1: I think the soundtrack to *Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels*, which we will do eventually, which is also a really good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was released through Maverick Records, which was Madonna's record label. Uh, and that's how they met. Um, and so I think there's a little bit of... We'll get to it when Madonna's on the soundtrack, but I think there's some inside jokes because uh, Vinnie Jones is talking about Madonna.
3: Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I was just looking at music uh, that was released in the same year as this film, in the year 2000, and Madonna has a track called Music. Yeah. That you may remember.
1: Music. Oh, bowm, bowm. Bowm. <laughs> This is also Oops, I
0: Did It Again, Beautiful Day, The Real Slim Shady, mm. Who Kryptonite? Let The Dogs Out, Kryptonite, yeah. <laughs> Three Doors Down. This is a good year for music. I'm man. talking Baja Men. Baja <laughs> Man. What? Are we going to split hairs here? Baja Man. It wasn't me? Oh, no. Shaggy. Come on. Dude. That's great. Oh, boy. Lifehouse, Hanging by a Moment. Oh, come on. All right, Mom, Nikki.
3: What, what's going come yeah. next Let's on this soundtrack? <laughs> the soundtrack we're reviewing currently. Another
0: great song. Um, we have a game coming up next. Oh, are we coming up on a break already? Break time, yeah. maybe. Break, uh, maybe. Uh, I might have
1: prepared a game for after the break, and also at the end of the episode, we are recommending, uh, since this is our first heist movie, maybe? Uh, sure. Since this is a heist movie, we are recommending our favorite sampled song, our song that was stolen from. Which is maybe uh, something we're going to do regularly if we ever review a heist film again. I
0: think this is the only heist movie ever made, though. Oh, Here? okay.
1: it's true. Well, if we ever do Snatch again,
3: then we'll do another heist. One take, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you after the break. Stick with us. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Tracklisting Podcast. We want to hear from you. So if you've got a soundtrack recommendation, a suggestion, a review... Uh, did I mispronounce something? Or uh, if you just want to hurl insults at us, or you just want to say, hey, uh, please reach out to us.
0: You can find us on Instagram at tracklistingpodcast, Twitter at Pod, or email us tracklistingpodcast at gmail.com.
1: If you enjoy listening to the podcast, uh, why don't you tell a friend that you think might enjoy it as well? Uh, or maybe tell two. Yeah. And they tell two friends. And they, and they tell, tell two friends.
3: friends and they <laughs> tell two friends. <laughs> That's how you start a movement. <laughs> and also, uh, if you like the recommendations we've got, uh, you can check out our official track listing playlist on Spotify.
1: Oh, yeah, tell, tell people about the, the playlist on Spotify, and then they'll tell two friends. Mm-hmm. And, and they they'll tell, tell two, two, friends friends. <laughs> and two friends. We love y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks, I guys.
0: Welcome back to Tracklisting. We have a game <laughs> prepared by our very own Caleb Brown. Yeah,
1: I got a game for you guys. And What's for the, the name of the home, game? This is a little bit of a throwback. I'm uh, we're Tensel playing t- nope. Not we're playing a ones. round of Sample Sale. I don't sample know if you guys sale. remember how to play this game. Okay, for the um, listeners
0: at home.
1: So Sample Sale. I am going to talk about some hip hop songs and have you guys guess about what they sampled. So this is a Sample Sale, a sitcom edition, mm. a very funny edition of Sample Sale. This is also some funny music, but
0: <laughs> Hollywood red
1: carpet. Thank you very much. All, All right. Then, let's get right into so it. So this is in, uh, I will say like three and a half rounds, uh, three rounds and a bonus round. Okay. okay. Um, round like, one? Round one. So this is, we're going to go a little bit like easy to harder, theoretically. That's
3: the way I like to do it. Okay.
1: Round one. so in 1987 off of their album, Rock the House, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. This is actually their first uh, single. I wouldn't be surprised if one of you guys is familiar with this. A single called Girls Ain't Nothing But Trouble. Mm -hmm. Does this ring any bells? Mm -hmm. This is actually, uh, it wasn't until (laughs) their second album they did. Parents just don't understand. But anyways, Uh, their first single ever, it sampled uh, a theme song from a sitcom. And so what I'm wondering is which uh, sitcom did it sample? Did it sample A, The Golden Girls? That's uh, Thank You for Being a Friend by Andrew Gold. Love Andrew Gold. Or love Golden Girls. It, uh, yeah. Is it uh, B, okay. the theme from I Dream of Genie by Hugo Montenegro? Or is it three? I went A, B, three. Uh, the Bewitched theme, which is by
3: Jack Keller. Okay, let's see. Golden Girls and thank you for being I'm a friend. friend. And uh, I Dream of Genie is... Dun, 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 dun. And Bewitched I'm blanking on. Can you give me a little... Can we get a Bewitched? Can we get a beatbox beat <laughs> Bewitched?
1: I didn't memorize all those songs to sing them. The dum, cat, cat, kick on, cat, <laughs> the, uh, the actual, the, the Fresh Prince song is Girls Ain't Nothing But Trouble. So yeah. maybe that'll give you a hint.
0: So I'm guessing... I just love Andrew Gold so much that I just want to go with Golden Girls.
3: But I, th- I feel like that was a little bit... The Golden Girls, I don't think, started until... Would you say that song came out in 87? Mm-hmm. So that would have been, like, right as the Golden Girls was airing. So I, I want to say it's older, like Bewitched or I Dream of Jeannie. That's
1: called deduction.
3: I yeah. like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say I Dream of Jeannie. Because I can just hear Will Smith rapping politely over that beat. I would go um, with that. Too. But Bewitched, I I I don't know. I can't remember what the Bewitched soundtrack or the um, the Bewitched the Bewitched beat sounds
1: like. Yeah,
0: uh, I would go with I Dream of Jeannie. Okay, I all right, answer. we're locked
3: in. Let's hear the
1: answer. The answer to Here's round, round one. one.
3: don't mean to bust your bubble But girls of the world ain't nothing but trouble So next time
0: a girl gives you Correct, congratulations guys Thank you All well, right.
1: You. It's going to get easier from here <laughs> <laughs> No, I like that I thought I, I put Golden Girls in a little bit of red herring But I I, I, do I didn't realize gold. that it was around It was an active sitcom in 87 Yeah, yeah. Alright, so round two uh, Do you guys know the rapper Killa? I do he is sure. uh, one of the more obscure members of the Wu-Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's a little, like, he had one verse on their first album, and then I think he maybe spent some time in prison. So he didn't have his solo debut until 2004. Got a hiatus. Uh, so in 2004, his debut album, No Said Date, which I actually really enjoy. Um, the song is called Old Man, featuring Old Dirty Bastard and RZA. And so the question to you is whether it sampled A... The theme from Sanford and Son, which is called The Street Beater by Quincy Jones. Mm -hmm. Is it B, the theme to Welcome Back, Cotter? Mm -hmm. Uh, John Sebastian, the song is Welcome Back. Or is it C, the theme from All in the Family? Those Were the Days by Lee Adams and Charles Strauss. Sanford and Son, Welcome Back, Cotter, Cotter. All in the the Family, the song... The Mastakilla track is called "Old Man." Old Man. Old Man. No Neil Young present here.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Where's my Um, Neil?
3: That's Sanford and Son, right? Sure Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. I think that's right Is that or the baby Can, can you, baby you do <laughs> a Welcome back Cotter for me I can't remember It's been so
1: long I used to watch that show Welcome back It's welcome Welcome back I
0: remember Vinnie I do <laughs> I don't want I don't, wanna, Fultz, I don't it? think There's a welcome back That doesn't sound
1: right How about These Were the Days And All, all in the Family All in the Family
0: Sanford
3: and Son Sounds like it might be Right on Can you do All in the Family For me real quick
1: Well they're playing At the piano Yeah those were the days. Oh,
3: those yeah. were, oh yeah, 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 from the way Glenn Campbell played. After yeah. they made the hit parade. Um, yeah, I, think, I don't know. I think Sanford and Son. Yeah, I, I think know. Sanford lock and Son as well.
1: Sanford and Son, lock it
3: in. Oh, let's lock Locking in. the answer to round
0: Sun. two. Round two
3: i rock the mic and make the crowd say ho people if you're ready to ride then let's
1: go the older the wine the more vintage each sentence mature like stock dropped on beat soul in as high as pink the black panther calling for the answer the shadow dancer no cure for the cancer carefully approach this
0: who doesn't love a distorted clavinet
1: <laughs> nice good. job guys that's good I like, right. I like that track quite a we bit are actually. killing it kill yeah, killer sample sale check
3: him out he needs our support all so-
1: right so uh round three uh the band 3-6 Mafia, they've come up in this game before, actually. Mm. Um, in 1997, they had an album called Chapter 2, World Domination.
3: Nice.
1: A track on that album was called Will Blast. Will Blast. Will Blast or Wheel? Will Blast. Okay. W-I-L. The name. Yeah, Will Blast. Okay. Will Blast. Nice to meet you. Mr. Blast. <laughs> uh, on that track, did they sample A, the theme to The Jeffersons, mm-hmm. which is uh, moving on up. Moving on up to the By things. Janet Dubois. Yeah. Or the theme to Cheers, which is Where Everybody Knows Your Name by Mm -hmm. Gary Portnoy. Okay. Or is it C, the theme to M.A.S.H. Suicide is Painless by Johnny Mandel and Mike Oldman. M.A.S.H. theme
3: has been sampled a lot in hip-hop.
1: That that, That's my go-to. Wait,
3: no. I'm thinking (laughs) 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 A-Team. You know, I'm thinking (laughs) A-Team. Classic (laughs) mix-up. Classic (laughs) 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 mix-up. M.A.S.H. is...
0: yeah, Jefferson's. I want to say that's not the right choice here.
3: It might be. Will blast. <laughs>
1: World domination. And what what was the second choice? Cheers. Time? Cheers. Everybody knows
2: your name.
0: <sighs> George went.
3: Yeah, it, it could be it's not winty. <laughs> I I'm thinking cheers or mash. For some okay. reason, I mean Jefferson seems like it's too obvious. Well, I can't think of a part of that they would sample. Versus, mm, I can think of several mm. parts of Mash. Or... Like it's
0: it's not as instrumentally yeah. borrow borrowable.
3: Yeah, because it's mainly uh, vocals. Right. Yeah, it's and like
0: that's... sung through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm gonna go Mash. I'm gonna go Mash. I'm gonna but go like sped up and changed up or something. I'm gonna go Mash too.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's hear the answer to round three. Round three. Round
0: three.
3: Say hello.
0: You guys are on a roll! Smash! Smash! smash. smash. Right, baby!
2: Uh-huh.
0: There it is. We are three for three tonight. I should
1: have made this harder. All right.
2: <laughs> no, no.
3: no. Well, well, it's all oh. t- t- I don't. I'm not. trying to go with, with any the this.
1: obvious answer. Everybody's a winner. Yeah. All right. So round four this is a little bit of a bonus. I don't usually include tracks like this because this is not. This is a, a mashup. So this wasn't an on and an official release. Uh, DJ Clockwork in 2010, he did a mashup of Little Wayne's song called "Hustler Music." Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, oh, did he song. did he mash up "Hustler Music" with A, the theme to The Office? I should say <laughs> that's The American Office. Uh, da, 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 da. Two, the theme to Friends, which is "I'll Be There for You" by the Rembrandts, right? Or C, the theme to Frasier which is Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs. I just watched the pilot. song sung by Kelsey
3: Grammer. <laughs> um, Jazzy. And I'll be there oh, for you. Toss Salads
1: and Scrambled Eggs.
3: I recall, what's the name of this DJ? DJ Clockwork? DJ Clockwork. Okay, I think I actually used this song quite a bit with hustler Music um, when I DJed. Ah. <sighs> I thought you
0: were
1: the comedian, Chris. <laughs> I
3: I de- I DJ'd for a hot minute okay, in about right. circa 2008 Two- 2009. Okay, okay um, this is
1: in 2010, so you don't know anything about this. <laughs> okay,
3: <laughs> all right, well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the office. I remember a lot of office mashups. I remember a lot okay. of mashups. I'm gonna stick with the
0: office. Yeah, that's. That's kind of the go-to that I was thinking as well. So Copycat,
3: just copy me.
0: Ah, uh, no, 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 that
3: was find your own. That was my, <laughs> it was my gut reaction. I'm locking yeah. in the office. Okay. Lock it in. Let's office, hear the answer. Lock it Round in. four. <laughs> yeah, baby. Right. Four by four. I, I'm impressed. I'm not gonna lie. I'm yeah. impressed. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. I
0: remember when I was uh, checking out uh, Frank Ocean's mixtape that he made before Channel Orange came out, uh, Nostalgia Ultra, which is great and got him discovered. Um, where he took a Coldplay song, like kind of one that I had was not familiar with, and like you know made it into a beat and rapped over it, and I was like. Frank Ocean likes Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What is happening?
1: Uh, do you guys know the MC named Wale from? Uh, I think he's out of DC.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, w a l e. Yeah.
1: yeah. Early on, he like um, one of his earliest mixtapes was all samples from uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> Nice. nice. Do do and, I there was one song that was different
3: every episode.
1: Well, <laughs> oh, it, yeah, every fucking what intro what the, the tracks uh, sampled the audio of Michael Richards in the Comedy Club. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. it's it's no. pretty it's pretty fucking good actually. That's we don't
3: have
1: to great. get into that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, great, <laughs> All right, well, playing, guys. I am sold on sample sale. I'm a little disappointed that you guys agreed on every single track. I think.
3: Well, you know, educated <laughs> minds um, Think alike Shout out to the Silver Dollar in Charleston, South Carolina Where I used to DJ and played <laughs> that song by DJ Clockwork We don't do shout outs on this show Shout out either. to Steve Shout out to my cousin Emily and my cousin Hattie Who I uh, bailed <laughs> no on No more shout outs,
1: that's enough All right, Chris, come on.
3: <laughs> Cut off that mic Hey, Alright, let's get back
1: into the soundtrack
0: Jumping back in, we've got a track with parentheses in the title I'll let you put those where you think they belong this is Bobby Bird with Hot Pants. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming.
2: I want to love you, don't want to break your heart. Back up and get better and give yourself a brand new start. I said i coming, I'm coming baby, I'm coming, help me baby.
0: Yeah, these would be my desert island grooves. Oh, man. I mean such this is brilliant. the stuff I would take with me.
1: Bobby Bird uh, supposedly uh, discovered James Brown. Really? Yeah. It was like his band and then James Brown was some young kid that they brought on to play drums. Briefly and then uh, he like pretty quickly took over the vocals.
3: He's like, nah. Uh, <laughs> let so me basically
1: this is like uh and then that band became they were like the fabulous flames or the famous flames or something.
3: Yeah, the gospel starlighters and then the There's, famous flames. Yeah. Do, do, do you guys of, do any uh, do you guys have a good James Brown impression?
1: <laughs> oh no. I try not
3: to. I d I don't. I can't. It's uh, too I mean, it's too difficult. Not in, in in today's climate. No, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah.
1: in this economy. <laughs> in This economy. No, uh, but so anyways. This is this is way after. So he, you know, uh, left the band, or James Brown was kicked from the band, created his own band. But this song, I think, is like uh, I think again, James Brown is credited as like a songwriter. You know, I think he he's got his fingers in everything.
3: Yeah, he's just able to weasel his way into every yeah. song that's Dude, ever touched insane. him. But
1: it's obviously a James Brown song. But it's yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah. So right, good. Man, so I, good. I
3: love this song. And this is uh, this is playing when uh Vinnie Jones or a uh, Bullet Tooth is uh, smashing some dude's head <laughs> in a in a car door, and then the phone rings, and he's like,
1: "Bonjour, <laughs> Bonjour, great. Vinnie Jones." Uh, God <laughs> What can I, you say Famous uh, footballer mm-hmm. Soccer player giant. He was like one of I don't think he was actually that good He was just famous for He was like the, like an enforcer right Yeah yeah He was just a tough guy
3: Yeah He was a tough guy
1: And now he's a bad actor <laughs>
3: <Hey>. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean it happened you know? I thought
3: he was great in this No like, he
1: was fine yeah, in this yeah, But yeah. then he was like in a The terrible X-Men movie And he yeah. was bad in that And I don't even know what else Do he was you
3: know who I am <laughs> All you juggernaut bitch
0: yeah, this yeah. Uh, Great. you saying that's not good. <laughs> this soundtrack would not <laughs> be complete cool. without a song by Madonna. Hey, yeah. here we go, "Lucky Star." I'm also packing that one in my Desert Island suitcase
3: oh, like I'm it's not so a huge I'm not the, a huge live
0: with that Madonna
1: forever. I'm not a huge Madonna guy uh, but there are a few songs that oh, are yeah. like that is one of like the best Madonna songs for sure uh, I mean that whole so first good.
3: that whole first album her debut album which came out in 1983 yeah this is off this is off of her first record yeah it's it's fire, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Undeniably, it's, it's crazy. Um, the production it's, on the tracks too. Oh yeah, this is, just so like, is fucking
1: great, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. All the
3: <laughs> instrumentals too are so good. Yeah. I mean,
1: I guess we're such poptimists. That, I know, yeah, there's dude, like I a
3: Madonna song. That's This is fucking great, man. I yeah. want to live in that song forever. <laughs> um, and of course, this is probably the most I think iconic song from the soundtrack because it's the the scene where uh, yeah, Bullet Tooth Tommy gets. A shot six times in like I guess the 80s, he's got the crazy like mullet hair, <laughs> yeah.
1: And he's like in some Japanese brothel or something, yeah. yeah this soundtrack just this got is it... really great, by the way. <laughs> yeah,
3: know, no, right? this soundtrack and, and, and yeah. actually,
1: this song actually comes up in the movie twice because yeah. he plays it's it so again good. and he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I love this song, I love this song. You're like, Oh,
3: this is the song he got shot to, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I thought that, uh, I thought that was very obvious in the film, and then I was reading the IMDb trivia and it was like did you know that And i was like yeah it's like, it's like, did you know like the song a huge set up <laughs> spike written by guy Ritchie? like that really. is yeah i mean I, I
1: i was talking shit about the direction of this film but there are certain things that are really pleasurable and yeah. the, the immediate callback to the song that he was shot in, and then he's like oh, i love
3: yeah. this chain <laughs> he's like this, yeah it's perfect
1: yeah that's a great scene great bullet scene to
3: great Tony. song bullet to tommy. i said tommy sorry
0: shameless shameless pop admiration (laughs) there's that great (laughs) SNL sketch I just saw for the first time I guess I missed it uh, the first time around but it's like Bobby Moynihan and uh, Beck Bennett they work in an auto shop and they all like someone mentions RuPaul's Drag Race and it slowly becomes revealed that they're all like super fans of the show, <laughs> <laughs> and then they end up like putting on a show.
1: <laughs> oh, it's so good! Oh yeah, tune in next week. We're gonna start our Madonna podcast. <laughs> yeah, where we stars. just review every single Madonna. Album. Madonna cast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think that's the first time she's been on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And that's I mean, it's first
3: Madonna. I think so.
1: I believe I think so. That's right. We haven't done that terrible Bond movie.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> we gotta get her on the pod.
3: She's oh, like, look, Madge Are you talking about "Die Another Day"? Is that "Die Another Die, Day"? Those Brazen the ones. There, you no, know that is. That's Mirwais. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, uh, yeah a that's couple of tracks back. yeah, she, yeah. Yeah, she works this, with this the Mirwais. This gets
1: Mirawass. very uh, a lot of a lot of. There's like a lot of bands on here that are actually on her Maverick label. Yeah. we'll get to that later. I, okay, so I also Crossover. heard mm. I
3: heard Guy Ritchie paid a million dollars for that song to be in this movie.
1: What, the disco science? No, Lucky Star. Oh, Lucky Star. Well, of the $10 million budget, a tenth of it went to getting his wife's song <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, I mean, I I, could, I, mean, I, I would doubt I that she do would again. actually own the rights to that. I feel like uh, Edison, you know, that for, far into her, it's probably owned by somebody else, some other label.
3: I'll check the, I'll check the trivia again, but I'm pretty sure I read that. Man. Um, no, no, tra-
1: yeah. No, I'm not surprised that they had to pay that much, but I, I don't know. think that she got it. Yeah. is in the way that, like, that Rolling Stones song was owned by their old manager for whatever reason. <laughs>
3: yes, yes, <laughs> On yes. On Big Lebowski. Yeah, because this would have been, what, 17 years after that? So. <laughs> yeah, or maybe more.
0: While you look that up, let's hear track 16, <clears throat> The Specials, Ghost Town. This town is
3: coming like a ghost town. All the clubs are being closed down.
2: This place is called me like a ghost.
0: I mean, I've I've gotten pitches to work on songs in different styles, but I've never gotten like a like a spooky reggae pitch. <laughs> Dude,
1: I, <laughs> spooky reggae, spooky man, reggae. I've come out on this podcast before saying that I love the specials, and yeah. I think a lot yeah, of it has to do with, back up here. with this song. This is one of my favorite specials song. There's there's a couple other great ones. That is haunting. Uh, yeah. So fucking good. And they were on the uh, half baked soundtrack with a little bit of a dodgy <laughs> version of I uh, I can't remember what it was. Uh, but this song is fucking amazing.
0: Did you and have it, any trouble uh, sourcing this soundtrack, finding this soundtrack?
1: No, no, I found like the real deal. But there are different versions of this song, okay. and a lot of them are a lot worse.
0: I think the half bake soundtrack remains the most difficult <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: to source in its entirety. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. so hard to find. Zero copies left. I think it yeah, was man. like that Wu Tang
1: album where they only made one CD. Yeah. And yeah. some like rich white guy has yeah, it that's they, in prison.
2: They sold
0: it to
1: some hedge fund manager. It's insane. How did that guy get that album?
0: Oh man, you see photos of that guy and he's such a tool.
1: Yeah. I think is he still in jail?
0: He's probably hanging out with, um, what's his name? McFarlane, you know, the Firefest guy. I like uh, uh, uh. Billy McFarlane. Yeah, Billy McFarlane. My, head immediately My old went neighbor. Seth McFarlane. Oh, Seth Family. McFarlane. I was like, why is he another family guy? <laughs> <laughs> Billy McFarlane. Yeah, yeah Billy the, McFarlane. the con
3: artist. Todd McFarlane, the spawn guy. There's that a, a lot of like McFarlane's. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hot, hot, hot! <laughs> All right, you like Ghost Town, right? This is um, it's a song about the recession that was happening in the eighties in yeah, England.
3: It's, it's a good message. No, no jobs here in the ghost town. No jobs to be found. Like woo-woo. the idea of like uh,
1: they were like the specials were a part of the two tone like ska revival, second generation ska in England, and they were like traveling around England like from town to town and just being like these fucking like towns we're playing are so depressing. And they were saying like old ladies selling their china and shit and they're oh, just like geez.
3: yeah 80s uh late 70s early 80s england yeah. was like, it was like this a bummer <laughs> it's a real, real bummer of a place um and margaret thatcher came in and fixed everything <laughs> right? oh yeah right yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> margaret
0: thatcher nacre- naked on a cold day margaret thatcher naked on a cold day <laughs> yeah.
3: it's the uh, empire for which the sun will never set off <laughs> All right, Nikki, bring us on. What are we doing? (laughs) What is happening?
0: (laughs) That's a different podcast. Uh, We've got track 18. We've got the Herbalizer with Sensual Woman. could have definitely set the tone for uh, future heist movie music beds yeah (laughs) There was. This is just like every background track in like Ocean's Eleven.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's pretty really. much
3: every background track in this movie too. Yeah. That, that flute was just like flute
1: and a reverb pedal. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. You're and done. And then you got a heist.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the music playing when they're like having like some like weird you know
1: egg dish at, no, the, I mean, at the diner playing I mean, the heist. I make fun of it, but this is this is great score movie for a music you know art music for a score movie. Like, this is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. was, I think they were on Ninja Tune, which I remember was like a indie label when I was in college. Uh, Mr. Scruff, I think maybe Black Alicious was on there briefly, like some kind of interesting hip hop and weird kind of like fringy electronica, like kind of chill chill out. Um, yeah, Je- this is, this Jethro this is, Tall Jethro- jungle <laughs> beat
0: and upright bass. Diamond Heist. Eighty-six carat
1: diamond heist.
3: It yeah, works every time. It's fine. It's, it's foolproof, It's, it's fine
1: in the movie. I don't know. What do you guys have to say about this? I have nothing else to say about it.
3: Yeah, I mean... It I, works. I think it, it works. Yeah. Yeah. This is about the time Tommy and I <laughs> were fucked. <laughs> we got Billy the Baptist in the next room, and he's got a price on our head. <laughs> I should say that
1: from like a writing standpoint, uh, all the voiceover is from a character that doesn't really do anything. Like, there's no, like, like, Jason Statham's character doesn't move the plot at all. He is only reacting to things, and only reacting to things in, like, the most simple, like, okay, now I have to do this, now I have to do this.
3: Yeah, and he doesn't emote at all. And even even Tommy, his buddy, uh, yeah. comments on it. He's like, why aren't you freaking out right now? And he's like, shut up! <laughs> and then, like, they just, like, keep going. And you're like, yeah, why isn't he... I, I guess get, it's like the fixer. Or like <laughs> supposedly he's supposedly the
1: yeah. main character, and he, he's the one who comes out on top at the end.
3: But you don't maybe. know anything about him. Yeah, you don't know anything. Yeah, he sells the diamond at the end,
1: but like, but he sell, but then he doesn't really sell it because it 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 starts everything over again. Oh, yeah, yeah, cause yeah. Because he's trying to sell it to the guy who was trying to he was in on it in the first place.
3: Yeah. Well, but then there's half the characters now because most of them are dead. So like, I think it was. A smoother sale. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Huh? Could be.
1: I think. I yeah. I was definitely more on board with the uh, the guys that were involved in the actual heist. Yeah. Like the hapless uh, the hapless pawn shop owners mm-hmm. who were like screwed every time. They were like the more interesting characters because they were like creatively trying to like how do we how do we like get out of this where. Uh, Jason Sam's is just like, okay, this is what's happening. Maybe we're going to be killed, maybe not. <laughs>
3: yeah. And it seems like his dealings with Brad Pitt only like, uh, like they kept going back to the pikeys And I'm like, they're fucking you. Like, stop yeah. doing that. <laughs> <They> never- <laughs> every interaction, Jason Sam's
1: character, never does, he never does anything smart. No. He never does anything stupid. He just like <laughs> moves the plot forward and then... Uh, in voiceover, explains what's happening to the, the viewer. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: He's the, well, he's the Seinfeld of the Seinfeld character, <laughs> of the Seinfeld episode. There you know?
0: it is. <laughs> Back at the Seinfeld baseline.
3: <laughs>
0: all right. All right. Oh, okay, all, right, all, right yeah. all right. All right. All right. It's all good. It's all good. We've got track 19. Massive Attack. Angel.
2: She's on the side
0: Very nice. We have uh, talked about Massive Attack before. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Trip Hop, Chris.
1: Love it. Love it. <laughs> so good. This is, so they were on, uh, at this point, they were on Madonna's label. They were signed to okay. Maverick. Oh, so that's good kinda,
3: for them. Oh, good that's for so you. Good for you. No, this is
1: like I, one, of, I, one of Massive Attack's best, best songs, probably. In, um,
0: uh, off of Mezzanine. Yeah. Which is I it? had
1: multiple copies
0: of. <laughs> for
1: some reason, just in case one broke down. Um, it's like one of those things where you told your grandparents you were really into Massive Attack, and they just kept like every birthday yeah. they would send you mezzanine, like, <laughs> two <laughs> copies, <laughs> two, two copies of Dark Side of the Moon, yeah.
2: a few
0: mezzanines, <laughs> and a couple of stunts, bare naked ladies. I mean, that was my that was my Ford Explorer Sport in high school. Uh, yeah, in case ma- one crapped out. Yeah. Massive so just
1: Attack, case, just Massive Attack is good. For the record, Massive Attack is good. This is the part of the movie where things get real for, like, five minutes and go back to being, like, a beer commercial.
3: Yeah, it was, uh, you know, the <laughs> Carlsberg, Brad Pitt's mom <laughs> they, in the trailer.
1: They kill one of only four female characters in the movie. <laughs> Which also, <laughs> like, Off screen.
3: Like, in retrospect, like, seeing... I knew that happened in the movie, obviously. I've seen the movie, like, maybe four times. But on rewatching, it, I was like, what Over the line, Bricktop. Like, you kill thugs. You don't go after their moms for seemingly, like, fucking you on 40 grand. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. The risk-reward there for Bricktop seemed a little out of whack. But...
1: Uh, I mean, it's yeah, it's pretty ridiculous, but the song's good, a lot of slow motion. Yeah,
3: yeah it's very uh Brad very Pitt's getting emotional. Yeah, he's like, you know, <laughs> he's great in this movie. I, th- I thought he was really good. Um,
1: he's good, but there's it's funny, like, having seen Guy Ritchie's bad Sherlock Holmes movies, Yeah. There's, like, so many things from this movie in the way where if you watch an early Quentin Tarantino movie, you see the feet, and you're like, oh, boy. Yeah. In this one, there's, like, boxers and slow motion and, like, yeah. guys' bodies, and you're like, oh, this is your, like, you're really into this type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Which, you're really into, like, guys being guys in, like, a boring way.
3: <laughs> which kind of leads <laughs> us into the next track. Oh, okay. Uh, well, a- yeah. <laughs> also, a- we
1: just missed Massive Attack
0: at, uh, I think, Radio City Music Hall. Shit's still together. I like, I like oh, those guys.
3: Yeah. Oh, snap.
1: Like I said. Oh, oh.
3: snatch. <laughs> ah, nuts. <laughs> I'm a huge
1: fan of Portishead, if we're talking trip-hop. Huge fan of Portishead. Like, oh, absolutely. 100%. You know, uh, Massive Attack I put down at like 75%. And then whatever other trip-hop I'll put down in like the 50s. Oh, man, they're both great. They're both great.
0: But we got to move on. Yeah. <laughs> to Oasis with fucking in the bushes. the fucking gallagher brothers nightmare project. <laughs> He's a fucking potato.
1: <laughs> I I like I like this sonify. This is like there's no vocals.
0: I hope that this was a track that they
1: never argued about. They were well, on the same page. It, probably because it's only it, like uh, what is it? Is Liam the, the lead singer? Uh there's no singing in it, so it's, it's whatever you want.
2: So
0: yeah. what,
1: one of the brothers yeah. is <laughs> not is not be. involved. This is uh evidence <laughs> Um, unbeknownst to me the Oasis like a band kept going into 2000 I kind of thought that they broke up before this because uh, I never heard anything about this record this was like the record came out the same year as the soundtrack and I think it was probably big in the UK but I don't remember hearing anything about it yeah same I like checked it out a little bit and it's like it's decent it's not like great it's not bad it's definitely like it's not bad at all it's like kind of good but it's yeah, in the 2000s they were still like pumping it out.
3: Wait, are you telling me Oasis was like kind of good, not <laughs> great? No, I'm, ah! I'm gonna say like some Wait, of those. Okay,
1: those come old, on, man. old Oasis be real here. Come on, <laughs> those old Oasis uh, records. Chris is punching <laughs> the mic. <laughs> I mean, we gotta get real. It's. Uh, do you guys know the show Hot Ones on YouTube? The yeah, yeah, the they... one
3: that MTV just ripped off. Oh, did they? Yeah, they made like a, the exact same show. So Hot Ones. Oh are, yeah, Hot, hot Ones is like
1: are... really taken off. It's a YouTube yeah? show where people eat these uh, these hot wings with these crazy hot sauces on them, and I think the most recent episode is. Is it Noel Gallagher, the guitar player? The one that's not the lead singer. Yeah, That's Noel, right? Mm -hmm. So he's the guest, and he's actually pretty good. And at one point, um, they ask him, and we're talking about how... uh, I've talked about, it's a band with sticky fingers where they rip off a lot of riffs from different bands. But apparently they were successfully sued by Coca-Cola for ripping off an advertising (laughs) jingle. (laughs) And he confirmed it, he's like, oh, yeah. I remember that phone call.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, just anywhere and everywhere.
1: So like, that's pretty good. Yeah, all yeah, right. So, yeah, I didn't remember doing that one. That was a, was a weird phone call.
0: <laughs> they're just so checked out; they're not even listening to music to rip off. They're just like sitting on a couch. They hear an ad float through
1: their ears, <laughs> and that's the thing that ends up getting ripped off. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, that I'm, I'm kind yeah, I of a I'm a proponent for appropriation in the arts and. You know, you, you pay for it at like whatever. I don't know. Like I th- I would much I have no problem with a uh, rock band appropriating uh, a Coca Cola jingle yeah. and make it into a pop song. I think yeah. that that's awesome. I think if you just make like a fucking Beatles song into a song. As long as we're on the Beatles same song. page, if <laughs> no
0: one is ever going to fairly be
1: compensated for anything for IP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I <laughs>
0: totally fine
1: <laughs> it's nice to know that <laughs> the coca-cola is getting like a piece of every uh royalty from that one song oh, That's
3: crazy <laughs> so we were uh we were talking about like sweaty bodies and guy Ritchie. <laughs> and, uh, sweaty this is playing, bates. This is sweaty playing bates. During the, uh, bring us home bring us home <laughs> this is playing during the boxing scene which uh is uh, is pretty cool i gotta say i think it's a pretty <laughs> rad <laughs> okay. a pretty rad boxing scene um And for back then, that was pretty cool. Um, Two thousand, way
1: too much slow mo. This is like, (laughs) yeah.
3: So uh, uh, I was reading up on it, and apparently they couldn't um, they couldn't afford enough money for enough extras, Uh, and so that's one of the reasons why there was a bunch of quick cuts and slow mo and like anything they could possibly do to hide the fact that there were like twelve people there (laughs) versus. They're supposed to be, you know, a hundred at the bare knuckle. Oh man, thing.
1: I feel like if they just like uh, let word like leak that Brad Pitt was was like in a boxing arena, people would have showed up.
3: Yeah, I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but you still got to pay those people if they're on film, so you got to pay them like non-union rates at least. But there, so there's a scene in the movie, and I can't remember if it's the last boxing match or not. But uh, somebody gets headbutted in the face. Like Brad Pitt checks his face real quick. And apparently, it was a nod to Lenny the Governor McLean and his bare knuckle boxing. And he was uh, the Baptist, Barry the Baptist in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Mm. But he was. Go watch his bare knuckle boxing fights, and especially the one with the gypsy. uh, That's what it's titled, in which he knocks him out in like two seconds after he gets headbutt during the handshake. Dude, Lenny the Governor McLean is the the craziest human being you've ever seen. Just like. (laughs) So you always got, in a fight, you always got to stay in front of the guy and hate. <laughs> hate him from his head to his toes. Swear, hate. <laughs> it's great. It's great.
0: Speaking of nicknames for the characters in the movie, this last artist on the soundtrack has a nickname. This is Huey Piano Smith in The Clowns with...
1: They call him Piano. The Column
3: Piano. Piano. We Huey. don't know why. Huey. <laughs> piano Chewy, Smith the piano and the clowns they call me that because he <laughs> plays a piano <laughs> with Don't You Just Know It
2: Okay.
0: I mean, you gotta love a good call and response.
2: It's
1: always so gonna good. be great. This is like it's really early blues. I think this is, wow, is this is in the 50s, 40s, maybe. This is fucking early recording. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's whatever you want, man. <laughs> if we go back to the boxing scenes, because there was one thing I wanted to talk about. There's been a lot of uh, kind of chatter online about um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood about uh, Tarantino being horny for Brad Pitt. In that, like, uh, and maybe for feet. There's a, well, I mean, we all know the feet, but there's just this scene where Brad Pitt is on a rooftop with his shirt off, and people are like, "Okay," and it's, it's on, like, and it's like, and it and it is like, you know, it's like peak Brad Pitt body. But, like, in this movie, there's, like, slow motion of Brad Pitt's body, like, flying through the air. It's, like...
3: Falling in the water. I
1: think every director who has Brad Pitt, like, in front of the camera starts to imagine themselves being Brad Pitt. Yeah. And they just (laughs) get, like, yeah, yeah, just keep rolling and, like, slow down the camera. Let's see that body. And it's just, like...
0: Yeah. Do we rent a Phantom camera? <laughs> we got to get a Phantom camera. Rent a Phantom camera. Well, we slow mo.
3: It's when he had those like Fight Club abs. No, I like, mean nobody else had abs that looked like that. They're like a weird like. <laughs> long oblong I, I, I'm not I know it's I'm very like strange. weird that I, I have yeah. d- noticed these but like
0: it's a genetic anomaly yeah
3: there's the normal six pack but his were like stretched out uh, like top to bottom and it looked like everyone was like dude he's like fuck, the fight club workout <laughs> Have you seen it? You have to eat 12 raw eggs, and you have to do, uh, like, You should do
0: the Cool yeah, Hand Luke yeah, diet. Yeah. <laughs> but
3: like, yeah, I remember, like, seeing tons of articles about, like, the Fight Club workout, and this was, he was coming off hot in of that movie. I don't know. It's completely it, absurd. I guess every dude in 2000 wanted Brad Pitt's abs or I, something. I mean, I sure. I really sure. like Brad Pitt. I think he's actually
1: kind of uh, secretly a better actor than people think he is. But I will say that he's never done, like, the De Niro put on 30 pounds for a roll.
3: No. <laughs> he's always like, been, like, a, yeah, he's like ah. a jacked hot dude.
1: <laughs> I, he he never got the... Um,
0: uh, what's his name um, he's never done the Insider no Country where for he's like men. a fat bald <laughs> <laughs>
1: version of he's never got the Javier Bardem uh, yeah, haircut the, men, hair the Coen yeah. brothers
0: gave him
3: in uh, Brad No ben,
1: Country for Old Brad Men Brad Pitt is fuckable in every movie he's ever been in yeah, yeah. yeah. And in this he's one, never got the weird haircut in it's this like, one
3: apparently like he didn't shower a lot to like, <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> be dirtier but like yeah he just he looked great <laughs> yeah, It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, and, in
1: Fight Club he has a chipped tooth and we're like oh yeah what a monster right
3: yeah you're so right every movie <laughs> he just looks great. And you're like fucking Matt Damon has gained like 80 pounds for a role. Like, I mean, any any respectable actor has like put their body through something. But he's like, nah, nah I'm not gonna do that.
0: <laughs> I think comedian Todd Barry has a great bit where he's uh, talking to an audience member. Or he's doing crowd work, yeah. and it's like, you know, who would you rather fuck? And uh, you know. It's like Brad Pitt or Todd Berry. And, you know, he's like, Brad Pitt's just run like the Boston Marathon (laughs) and he gets across the finish line and he falls in a pile of pig shit. An audience member is like, I would still fuck Brad Pitt. And he's like, that's great. Brad Pitt will never fuck
3: you. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Todd Berry, man. uh, DM me. I've got some stories about him. (laughs) I've met him a few times. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. (laughs) Okay, guys, hey. that's the end of the soundtrack. Do we want 100%. to review this thing? I think we, I think we do.
1: As is our tradition, I think that Darden has to lead off. Zero out of fifteen, stars, out of 15. stars in the sky. Okay. Decimal points. Uh, Darden has to go first because he's too easily swayed. Okay. Decimal
3: stars allowed. The last half of this soundtrack, honestly, after after the break, I was I was very impressed. There it is, baby. <laughs> The last half of the soundtrack is great. I'm gonna uh, I'm
1: gonna read a few songs on the first half. Okay, just in, before you uh, impeach yourself. Uh, Golden Brown by the Stranglers. Dead Rock, uh, Dreadlock Holiday by Ten CC. Me. Mm-hmm. Cross the Tracks by Maceo and the Max.
3: Havana Gila, you forgot that one. Disco science, traditional by Jewish song. Yeah. All right, go right. ahead. Yeah, I won't talk during your review. Okay. <laughs> you, uh, I know you might. <laughs> yeah, I probably will. not <laughs> Um you know what this is a really good soundtrack i gotta give it up i was um I was expecting more trip hop um it, I ding it two stars for the trip hop uh so i I give it thirteen thirteen flat
0: oh all right big boy it's really good it's really good thirteen all right out of fifteen stars in the in the sky fifteen tomato stars I'm gonna go. Ten solid ten um, it's got some great songs and it's got some stinky tracks scattered throughout the good stuff is good the bad stuff is bad solid ten
1: all right crowd um, goes
0: mild
2: <laughs> mm.
1: Woo! I will say, so this soundtrack, uh, maybe I'm a little bit biased because it's a soundtrack that I listened to a lot when it first came out. But there are a lot of bands on here that I learned of from the soundtrack, like the Stranglers. This is definitely the first time I heard the Stranglers. True. Um, A lot of this funk probably I hadn't heard before this. Um, There's a lot of contemporaneous tracks on here that are from like the late 90s, early 2000s that are still really good. No Bad Covers. Uh, they paid the million dollars for a really good Madonna song.
3: It's true. I'm
0: couldn't gonna, even uh, pull any strings, being the fucking <laughs>
1: well, wife of the director.
0: I don't know if they're
1: married. Yet.
3: <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to give this a four,
1: fourteen point two. I fucking love
3: 14. this soundtrack.
1: Fourteen point two. Eclectic, wow. eclectic. Great. Caleb's
0: picking soundtracks that he likes. Way
1: better than the movie. I'll say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for yeah, listening. Yeah, my pick. Good pick. Is good anyone pick. out there?
1: Uh, before we go home, we are going to recommend a song to the track listing Spotify playlist, our favorite sampled song, a song that was heisted. A song that has been sampled. A song that has been sampled famously, or maybe not so famously. The Who original. Wants to
0: the original.
1: The original, the first song. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go
0: first. Okay, I've got, go got one it. queued up. Go, go for, for it. it. We've got Lobby Seafray with I Got the Feeling." Let's take a listen and see if you recognize this. I'll play the uh, part of the song that's a little before uh, the segment that has been sampled for a famous song. Let's listen. Lobby Seafray, you may recognize that groove.
1: Eminem! That is a, Eminem, a great song, baby. a great song and a song that I had never heard until you played it for me, probably like five years ago or something, but it's so good.
0: Lobby Seafray, a British singer-songwriter, musician, poet, and uh, all-around gangsta. Yeah, that was
3: 1975.
0: His album cover, he's just chilling, having a, having a, having a cigarette, <laughs> having a drink, he's dress super sharp i think it's looking fly it's
1: one of the more shocking samples because yeah. the sample itself is so nondescript and kind of cartoony that you just assumed that it was like created just for the song yeah where uh it's actually from a song that's way better than the sample
3: oh yeah man i mean it's a great pick great pick yeah but yeah. i think caleb you showed me you, you have the record right I do not have the record. Oh, I would love oh, to have this record. Well, somebody somebody showed me, and it was one of the two of you, but you kind of put the song on, and then uh, you're like, it's pretty good, right? And I was like, yeah, it's good. And you're like, listen, Wait? Listen, listen to this part. <laughs> What's this from? <laughs> and I was like, Eminem! No! My name is. <laughs> Who?
1: You're telling me this guy appropriated an R4? <laughs> All right, do you want me to go? I can go next. Yeah, um, you got? anybody. Go for it, go for it. All right, so uh, my track is from 1983. This is an artist that we've talked about before, but I don't think we've ever played her music. Grace Jones. Yeah, um, baby. Off of her album, Living My Life. Great album. This is a great song. I love this song. It's called My Jamaican Guy. Let's hear it. I love this song. I think that um, a lot of people like some of her other albums more around the same period, but I, I actually am a huge fan of this album. This song is kind of, uh, it's been sampled a lot of times in hip hop, uh, most famously by Ella Cool J in 9095 with Doin' It. Very nice. All right, Chris, do you have a pick for us?
3: I do, I do. I have a song called Amen, Brother by the Winstons. And can we hear uh, Oh, yeah, the Winstons. We Here yeah. we go.
1: Yeah, baby. Amen break.
3: Educate us, Chris. So um, we asked, uh, we were asked for a sample, and I went to the uh, the mother load. Uh The that little drum beat you heard there was called the Amen break, and uh, it's been um, used probably or been sampled more than anything else ever. And uh, the Winstons themselves and that song, are, you know, it's kind of sort of a blip on the radar, and the yeah. poor guys... Have been, they didn't get paid for any it. They either. did not get paid for any of <laughs> that it. That was
0: off of like a like a 33 or something called Color
3: Him Father. Color Him Father, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it was the father of Color Me Bad, which is... No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so stupid. Um, no, yeah, the Winstons receiving zero royalties. Yeah, that was a... B- in any part. That was a B-side to their single uh, Color Him Father. And right. um, I think... Like it's been used, I mean, hundreds of times. Two Live Crew, um it's Oasis the basis of Lupe Fiasco. Jungle. Yeah. It like it was the basis for like an entire genre, which jungle, which was on uh, you know, yeah some of this uh, snatch soundtracks that yeah,
1: we have a record with a drummer on it we don't need a drummer ever again <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, pretty it's incredible <laughs> how how much
0: it, and it's even been i think in like commercial like pharmaceutical commercials
2: yeah
3: <laughs> there, like purple uh,
0: pill commercials
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
3: There, there's some great like youtube stuff about it and like uh, the history behind it and i think at a certain point it was used on like a garage band like Little no, like, no. oh, click it, and it's, like, drum beat four. <laughs> and oh, so it's, it's become, like,
0: you know.
3: Yeah, I mean, so, like, it's completely out of their hands, but um, it's, you know, sampling Completely monetized to the nth degree. Oh, that's amazing. That's a fantastic. That's, that's pick. awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I hope that we do this again soon because there are so many songs that have been sampled that it's I love. Too the bad originals. that Snatch
0: is the only heist movie. That's <laughs> <ever been laughs> yeah.
1: Now movie. we're gonna retire. it <laughs> Uh, I will say that all three of our picks Could have been on this soundtrack it was a testament of how great the soundtrack is It's yeah, a very good
3: soundtrack Very, very good true. Soundtrack. Thank
1: you everybody for joining us Thank you to Teen Commandments for intro to outro music Yeah,
3: always uh, We want to thank Caleb for the soundtrack pick yeah. this week Next week is Nick's pick yeah. I don't know what it's going to be Get in touch with us guys if you've got any uh, comments or suggestions And uh, also
0: T- tell a friend as always Top Gun is always at the top of my list And I always skip it <laughs> We'll see what happens Stick with us.